Hello and welcome to What Would Jesus Tech? We are a podcast where we're trying to figure out how to use technology in order to glorify God. We can do that. We can use technology and there's all kinds of technologies and we're, we've done food technology. We've done social media. And today we're going to talk about something different, something that some of you use. If you use a notes app, then you've used this, a personal knowledge management system. You might call it PKM for short. Sometimes we might call it PKM. Sometimes people talk about Evernote as like, oh, that's a step up from just using a note app or a sticky note on your wall. Um, And some of us, like myself and Luke Miller, who's with me today, have progressed into using something called Rome Research. And so we'll talk about that uh, a little bit more later. But first, let's just get to know Luke. Uh, Luke, you used to be in pastoral ministry, then you left in order to join a startup. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your story? Sure. Yeah, I grew up in a pastor's home, actually. So we moved here to the Central Valley in California when I was very young, uh, five years old. And my dad's been a pastor here ever since 1990. So been in the same church with my family. We, we joke with our kids. Our kids run through halls that I ran through when I was, you know, <laughs> five, six, seven years old. Same building, um, many of the same people who have faithfully been there for years. So that was my background growing up. And then once I graduated from uh, college, we came back. And I served as a teaching pastor here at our church for about five years. Um, and then around that time, we were you know, going through some changes in our family and in our church and praying through some transitions. And God provided an opportunity for me to join uh, an old friend uh, who was starting a, a startup that would be a dev agency. So we essentially have a team of developers in Uruguay, actually, who work with us and our clients to build products. Um, And so I've been doing that for the last two and a half years, actually. Uh, Actually, I'll be traveling to Uruguay in 2024 for the first time to meet the team that I've been working with for two and a half years. It's just the nature of uh, digital work in this in this era is that we've been on Zoom calls for hours and hours over you know two years, and I'll be meeting them for the first time uh, this next year. So that's kind of been the transition for the family side. Um, We have three kids, my wife and I do. So we have a 11 year old, a 10 year old, and a seven year old, which keep us busy around the house. Of course, of course. This is my first summer trying to figure out, oh, there's no childcare provided. What am I going to do? Um, And so even scheduling this and we had to do some rescheduling and we won't talk about the audio that is gone forever due to technical difficulties. But, um, but yeah, no, the summer's the busyness with kids, but the it's, you hear a lot of stories, or at least I have perhaps from pastors who describe themselves as leaving the tech world into the church world. And that's part of my story in some ways as well. But it's cool to hear the story go the other way, that there could be pastors who are like, hey, they see a vision, they see a way of serving. And it's not like one type of vocation is better than the other. Do you struggle with that? Or do you feel like you just, you know, your theology, you know, it's okay to be a pastor or a dev uh, shop, you know, manager or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there are things obviously about both sides of it that I have enjoyed and things that I miss from pastoral ministry, of course. Um, I think one thing that has helped us as we transition between different places in life and seasons is that our involvement in the church really hasn't changed a whole lot on a a very practical level when it comes to our kids and our family being engaged in worship and community in our church and uh, those things feel so much the same that even though there was a vocation change for me, I don't think that there was much of a change in terms of our family's um, relationship with the church. So cool. uh, there are little things my kids will notice. Hey, you're not doing this anymore. Or we don't see you in this context anymore. But 
Um, so probably that's the main thing. And, and if that, if that change vocational change also includes changes on a personal level or family level, then obviously you're dealing with, um, a problem that, that goes deeper than just a job change. Um, so that's probably been the biggest help for us. Cool. Cool. Now that's a cool, uh, model. I, I really respect even the fact that you were able to stay in the same church and the same family life and that sort of thing, yeah. because some pastors, it's like an ego thing, or it's the sense of wanting to be in control. And it's, it's yeah. like, what are you doing? Like you're a shepherd when you're a pastor. And now there's a shepherd of you when you're, you know, a parishioner or whatever word you want to use. So that's really cool. When in your, yeah. in your journey, because Rome research has only been out, you know, it's not, it's not that old of a product. Yeah. So was it in the middle of pastoring that you discovered this tool? No, that would have been, it would have been just after. So, uh, probably starting tools like note-taking or writing tools. If you're a pastor teaching every week, as I was, you're writing six to 8,000 words a week, uh, every week. And at least I was, cause I generally would manuscript most of it. And so I, very early on, I was trying to find resources for how do I do this? I'm reading a lot of things. How do I piece them together? Obviously you have word processors that will handle the writing of the sermon at the end. I don't think I ever use anything fancy for that, but when it came to collecting the information that you were going to use, that was a little more complicated. And so I early on started looking for uh, options that might help. Uh, I used Evernote for many, many years. You mentioned uh, Evernote at the beginning. That's probably the most common tool that people know about. Uh, I used that for probably seven, eight years. And then I started uh, realizing some limitations, which we can talk about. Probably will r reveal why I like Rome a lot more. But at the time, I was just <laughs> feeling this, con this, um, this friction with my work and writing. So I started looking for other things. And I probably tried six or seven other things. Devin Think, um, Joplin. I tried Standard Notes. I tried a few other tools. And and it was a little, uh, probably six months to a year of bouncing around. And then I eventually ended back at Evernote. They just weren't worth the, the switching cost to try to figure out hmm. this new thing and move everything over. Um, and it was right around that time that my brother-in-law let me know about um, Rome. So that was after I had uh, started working in tech. Um, I was still reading a lot. So a lot of the same workflows were still there. Um, but it was a different context for me, you know, less writing and more focused on learning. Uh, and for me, I was learning a brand new industry. I didn't know anything about product uh, management, didn't know much about all the ins and outs. And I, I'm not an engineer, so I'm not working in development like our team is, but I do have to understand what we're doing and the big picture of what we're doing. So it was a big learning season for me. So that helped me process those things I was learning and keep everything straight. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. And it's, it's helpful context too, to think about who is the audience here? Like is Rome research just for pastors? No, they made this product, you know, yeah. industry neutral. It's really yeah. a product that can be used by developers. It's a product that could be used, um, you know, for any knowledge workers who you're trying to organize your thoughts. Some people use it for more of a productivity system, um, but it's very neutral and it's, and we'll get into it. That'll be, we'll, we'll transition. Maybe you can start sharing your screen. Yeah. Um, but 
what we will do is we will end the audio recording for the podcast people here. So if you're listening on Apple and you're like, wait a second, this is a short podcast for WWJT. Well, yeah. it's because we're not just, we're, it doesn't make sense to just give you the audio while we're showing you an actual product. So you head over to our YouTube account, uh, What Would Jesus Tech on YouTube, and we'll continue the conversation there. But this is something that's pretty much for anyone who's interested in organizing their thoughts. Some people call it a second brain. There's other ways of conceptual ways of thinking about this. It's it's ways of you want to store things in a memory bank somehow and you want to retrieve it easily. So you need a software to support you. And perhaps that's what something like Rome Research could do. 